0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Happy Pentecost. Happy Shavuot. Happy Birthday. Perhaps this all sounds a bit odd to your ears, but think of today as our shared birthday. The birthday of, well, this. Unlike Easter or Christmas, this high feast is a very private one somewhat like family birthday parties. For instance, when you went shopping yesterday, did anyone ask you, what are you having for Pentecost dinner? Or how many people are coming over to your house for Pentecost? This is one of those holidays that sometimes just slips by too easily. And let's face it, in some ways, Pentecost is a bit depressing. When we read of the great power that was released on Pentecost in Jerusalem, we can't help but perhaps feel a bit deflated about the state of the church today with its divisions, its scandals, and its seeming impotence against a culture that considers it irrelevant or even dangerous, and a society that seems to be just falling apart. So, what are we celebrating? We are celebrating our story like the Jews did, our identity and our inseparable connection to the risen Christ through his Holy Spirit. And we are not meant to read that what happened on the first Pentecost as some sort of prescription for what is to be happening today, but rather we are celebrating an important turning point in our story. Like Israel's original celebration, Shavuot, this is a day to remember God's covenant with us, and with thanksgiving to renew our commitment to Christ and walking in his spirit. At Pentecost, we reached the culmination of the church year cycle that began on Ash Wednesday. We have gone from ashes to fire rather than the other way around. In Lent, we devoted a time to self-examination and repentance, a time that prepares us for the experience that we need to have to realize that we need the cross of Christ. On Easter, we celebrate Jesus, his victory over sin for us through his glorious resurrection. And throughout Eastertide, we walk with the disciples as they encounter Jesus' healing presence to them. But we know the end. We know that this is not to last. And we know, as we heard in the gospel today, that Jesus must go away in order for his spirit to come. And so last week we celebrated the Ascension, and today the nine days of waiting has ended. This is the 10th morning, the day when the gathered disciples heard a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire place where they were sitting. Today we celebrate the gift of the Spirit. We celebrate the church. First, it is no accident that it is on the day of Pentecost, which the Jews called Shavuot, that God performs this awesome display of his power and gives Israel their new covenant. Three times a year, the Jews had these festivals, which were festivals in which they renewed their covenant with God, in which they renewed and remembered their story. There was the Passover, and then uh, seven weeks later, and this is why it's called the Festival of the Weeks, there was what they call Shavuot, and then The third festival was the festival of the Feast of the Tabernacles. So Pentecost was a popular festival because it was a good time of year to travel, so that we see on that morning that Jews were present from all over the diaspora, from Asia, Mesopotamia, and even Europe. There is a subtle subversiveness, I think, to the fact that the people who had been dispersed through their conquerors and their captivity and the loss of their land, that they still returned to Jerusalem from those far flung places to celebrate, ironically, the faithfulness of God. But by the Roman period, and this is significant to us, Pentecost became associated not only with the celebration of the first barley festival, but also with the celebration of the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. Even in our day, religiously observant Jews count the 49 days from Passover to the Jewish holiday, Shavuot, which began at sunset last night and will continue, and they will continue to celebrate this until tomorrow evening. I think like Pentecost, this is a Jewish holiday that kind of slips by to the outer world. So let's listen to the record of the first celebration of the covenant that God gave to the Jews. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. On Pentecost then, we have the giving of the new covenant which was promised in Jeremiah 31. The days are coming declares the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah and I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. Thus this prophecy is fulfilled the day of Pentecost and the Torah is written on the hearts of God's faithful people through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But we have a new fire. Fire that is not limited to one place or one mountain, but now through the ultimate mediation of Jesus on the Christ on the cross, this fire rests on all believers, indicating that God's presence is now available to all believers. And this day, God's people are given a new identity. No longer is the identity of the circumcised, but through a new kind of circumcision, the circumcisions of the heart, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that's why today we celebrate this new identity that God has given us. And Acts vividly describe what happened this morning, that morning. This event and the disciples' behavior quickly drew a crowd. A very different Peter emerges than the one that we found that was so broken the day of Christ's crucifixion. This Peter has been born again with the power of the Spirit. This Peter manifests a new spirit with boldness that is to characterize the early Christians' proclamation of Jesus. 3,000 repent and are baptized that day And many, most likely, will return to those countries they came from to further witness to Jesus. So it is easy to associate spiritual power today with the kind of power that was exhibited on the day of Pentecost. Thundering choirs, ecstatic singing in the spirit, miraculous healings, over-the-top praise bands, and fiery sermons that bring thousands to their knees— But isn't that same spiritual power also associated with that still small voice that consoles the grieving, the wounded, and those who despair, all is lost? Yes, according to the Paul's letter to the Romans that we read today. For even in that powerfully, rapidly growing New Testament church, problems have emerged, Whoever put the lectionary together certainly has a sense of irony, I think, pairing the fiery story of the birthday of the church with Paul's message in Romans 8, where he seems to place the message of Pentecost in a very different light. He wrote, For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. It sounds a little bit more like it, doesn't it? And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope, we were saved. Paul does not deny that we have received the first fruits of the Spirit, nor does he deny what Peter preached about that day, that this day is a foretaste of a future day when the sun will become clouded and the moon will disappear and Christ will come again and his kingdom will finally be established on earth. It will no longer be the here and not yet. It will be the here and the here. But then Paul adds an important qualification. It is true that we are saved, but we are saved in the hope of that redemption. We live in the light of a good promise But we don't live in the fulfillment of that promise. And indeed, the whole creation is groaning together with us as we await that day. So it is in hope we are saved. But Paul insists that the hope that we can see is not hope for who hopes for what he cannot see. We are to wait for it with patience. Elsewhere in Ephesians, Paul writes something very similar. When you believed, you were marked with him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. So we may not see a powerful, triumphant church at work in our culture, and perhaps if we read Paul correctly, This is not even what God intends. We are instead to be a people of hope, even when we cannot see it, even when the problems of our society seem insurmountable, we nevertheless hope for the ultimate redemption and the final unveiling of the kingdom. And because the church is simply this, the congregation of the hopeful. Paul goes on, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. And have you ever felt that way? Especially after horrific shootings on Friday. Oh, Lord, how can I even begin to pray? But hear this the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And He who searches our heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This same spirit that was given so gloriously at Pentecost is the same spirit today with us, who not only helps us in our weaknesses, but he also, this is the revelation to me of this, that he prays for us. So often our prayers are unlike the spirits. We are filled with many words. We think of prayer as something that we do. We come with our lists, but really, it is the Spirit who is praying. Can we quiet our souls long enough to hear our own groanings and longings to know and to be known by God? Do we really listen for those words that Jesus in his gospel today promised that the Spirit will send us? Are we present to the Spirit? Richard War has written that a life well lived is one with when we are in touch with our souls. So true, because when we are in touch with our souls, we are in touch with the spirit, or better, our desperate need for the spirit. Practicing the presence of God is not easy. I heard Bishop Todd Hunter yesterday um, talk about morning and evening prayer as the pillars of his life, but that he also said that he needs trusses to bring to like bring those triller, pillars together. And he says that for him, it is small, enabling prayers that he uses throughout the day to do that. Small prayers like, Lord, may I know your love in this moment? Or, Lord, this is hard. Strengthen me by your Spirit. It requires vigilance and willingness to walk in the presence of God and to start over every day with the Spirit who promises to help us in our weakness the spirit who writes the law of love in our hearts. But today isn't just a celebration of me and Jesus. You might ask yourselves, why do we need a church if we have the spirit? Eugene Peterson tells us, many Christians find that church is the most difficult aspect of being a Christian. And so then he goes on and talks about Statistics about Christians that rarely go to church and who have been hurt by the church and harmed by the church. So he says, and I quote, So, why church? Because the Holy Spirit formed it to be the colony of heaven in the country of death. Church is an appointed gathering of named people in particular places who practice a life of resurrection. Unquote. So, Why church? Because what was born on Pentecost was a fellowship, the fellowship (coughs) of the spirit. This spirit who is present in the soul of all who are reborn in Christ is a shared spirit. This is actually the meaning of the word koinonia. We are all familiar with Paul's famous benediction May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion or the koinonia of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This koinonia of the Holy Holy Spirit is actually what constitutes the church, which makes us different from any other social organization on earth. So later in Acts, we see the events of Pentecost retold. More preaching, more conversions, more miraculous manifestations of the Spirit, more healings. But the biggest miracle, I think, is described at the end of Acts 2. All who believed were together and had all things in common. Day by day, they spent much time together in the temple. They broke up bread at home, and they ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the good will of all the people. People's lives were changing. This kind of peace and love and selflessness could only be the result of the Spirit's work among God's covenant people. So we too are called to be transformed by the Spirit and then give that transformed life to one another, to share our transformed lives with one another. And that's when the power of the Spirit of the Lord is released. In another passage in Ephesians, Paul adds, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know, again, this hope to which you have been called, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his people. When we come together, there is a powerful potential of spirit sharing. Because Paul adds that this power of the Holy Spirit is the same as the mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from heaven. This is not something that we can realize, the sharing of the Spirit, except in embodied presence to each other. Pentecost was glorious because it was a demonstration or foretaste of that day that we are to hope for when Christ comes and his kingdom will be truly established on earth. So remembering what happened on Pentecost and giving thanks for it gives us the hope that Paul spoke of. Retelling that story over and over feeds that hope. So let us keep this festival by recommitting our lives to listening and to sharing that spirit deep within us who wants to help us in our weakness. That spirit who is the lover of our souls, who will forever remain in our presence and compels us to love one another. First Paul is also wrote in Hebrews, and this is how I want to end. You have not come to a Mount Sinai, a mountain that is burning with fire or darkness or gloom, but we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. We have come where thousands of angels come together for joyful assembly. So let us come today to that altar and celebrate the spirit that God gives us even as we partake of wine and bread. Amen.